0: It's time to go under the hood with the Indy Fuel. Welcome to another edition of the Under the Hood podcast, the official pod of the Indy Fuel. It's our final episode for 2023 as we turn the calendar to 2024 after a very busy week at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum coming up. The Fuel taking on the Wheeling Nailers on Wednesday, the 27th, then a day off on Thursday, then home to play their first non-division game of the season on Friday when they take on the Jacksonville Icemen. And then they close out 2023 at home with the last ever regular season visit by the Fort Wayne Comets to the Indiana Farmers Coliseum. And then Sunday, they'll ring in the new year in Kalamazoo, beginning a stretch of seven out of eight that will be played away from home for the Fuel. I am Andrew Smith. Glad you have joined us on this edition of the podcast. Hope you had a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, whatever holiday you celebrate. And as well, wishing you a very happy new year coming up. Well, the Fuel enter this week with a 10-11-3 record been playing a lot of division games, a lot of tight games as well. They just uh, split a weekend in Kalamazoo, winning three to nothing on Friday night, and then falling four to three on Saturday. As a late comeback fell just short. Kale Howarth, Trevor Zens, Kyle Maximovich all scored in that shutout on Friday. Mitchell Weeks made twenty three saves for his first bagel of the season, and Kale Howarth, as we mentioned, coming back to the fuel after he started the year in Rockford suffered an injury the first game of the season and was activated to sign to the fuel and he made a very quick impact scoring in the first period of his first game with Indy and then Trevor Zins his first career professional goal coming in the second period providing some insurance In that three to nothing win, the Kyle McSimovich had a late empty netter. On Saturday, Kale Howard scored again, scoring first on the power play, but Kalamazoo scored three times in the first to take a three to one lead. Colin Bielek had a pair of power play goals to draw the fuel within one each time, but Indy was unable to find the equalizer and fell four to three on Saturday night. So that's how we stand going into the final week of 2023 guys playing well right now colin Bielik. three goals three assists in his last three games kim hillis has six assists in his last five he's also second of the league with 12 power play assists anthony Petrozelli has assists in back-to-back games and also brian Limos has a three-game assist streak going And Kyle Maksimovich has two goals in his last three contests for the Indy Fuel. And so they look to get the record back to and above 500 in this very, very, very tight central division. Right now, just eight points separating second from seventh place and just five points separating third from seventh place in the division. It's very topsy-turvy, and it seems like the order of the standings changes Every single night. So, this is a big week for the Fuel with four games and five days against four different opponents, three of them on home ice. And the Fuel will have the advantage on Friday, as Jacksonville will have played the night before and traveled on Saturday. They will have played the night before, but Fort Wayne will have as well, and they will have traveled. And then, obviously, they'll hit the road on Sunday to face Kalamazoo. So, hopefully, the Fuel can take advantage of home ice and play some good hockey here this upcoming week. A couple of big promotions to tell you about. Wednesday night's game against the Wheeling Nailers is Teacher Appreciation Night. Buy two, get two free tickets for teachers. Check out the link at IndieFuelHockey.com if you are an educator. I'm a proud educator myself. That's my day job, and so it's always great to see the Fuel honor the hardworking teachers in central Indiana with uh, some free tickets or essentially discounted tickets. Buy two, get two free to this annual night and this year taking place on wednesday december 27th friday is hockey talks night against jacksonville it's also our annual all you can eat night presented by anthem you are never alone we are hosting hockey talks night to help break the stigma of mental illness and promote positive change in society also fans can enjoy unlimited hot dogs chips and popcorn free with a game ticket saturday is minecraft night as we will be wearing specialty sweaters and auctioning them off Saturday. And again, that is the last ever visit in the regular season by the Fort Wayne Comets to the Indiana Farmers Coliseum. Well, we've got some great guests lined up on this edition of the podcast. Ryan Creelan, the commissioner of the ECHL, we'll hear from first. We'll also hear from the Indy Fuels president and chief executive officer Larry McQuarrie, as we talked during teddy bear toss night about that, but also about the start of the season for the Fuel and the upcoming Fishers Event Center, the beautiful new building that is going to be opening not too long from now, next December, for the Fuel to play their first game in our new arena. Also, the announcement of the Fishers Freight, our new indoor football team that will kick off in March of 2025, You'll hear more about that from Larry McQuarrie a little bit later on, but you can head to FishersFreightFootball.com and secure your season tickets now and enjoy some football in addition to some hockey at the Fishers Event Center in the 2024-25 season. We'll also hear from a couple of Fuel players, goaltender Zach Driscoll, as he had been named the reigning ECHL Player of the Week when we chatted with him, as well as... Fuel forward Sam Ruffin, the first player from central Indiana to play a permanent role on the Indy Fuels roster. We saw Brad Denny play a couple of games on a weekend call up a, a few years back, but Sam Ruffin, the first player to really be a mainstay on the roster. You'll be hearing from him as well as we go to our guests in this program. So we're going to start with our annual visit from the Commissioner of the ECHL, Ryan Creelan. We always enjoy hearing from him and finding out all the great things that are happening in the ECHL, including a new team coming in Lake Tahoe, Nevada, that will take the ice next year. So here is our conversation with the Commissioner of the ECHL, Ryan Creelan. Commissioner, always good to see you, and thanks for joining us tonight. Yeah, no, great to be back in Indy here. Well, you mentioned it's great to be back in Indy. It's the the 10th season for this franchise. Just describe the importance of this market to the league, and how much you've enjoyed having the Indy Fuel as part of the ECHL.
1: Yeah, it's hard to believe that it's a decade, right? Like, uh, un- unbelievable to me, I suppose. Time flies, but uh, you know, great to get Indy back. I'm uh, sorry, great to get hockey back into Indy uh, ten years ago, and in that time, to see the growth uh, here at the building, and now to see the new building announced for. For next year, uh, the ability to host an all-star game, I was looking at the banner and the rafters there, hard to believe it was five years ago, or, uh, maybe even six years ago, Again, time flies, but, uh, really done a nice job in this market and, uh, you know, established hockey once again here in India.
0: And one thing as well, and I know it started ten years ago with this rivalry, but Getting this I-69 rivalry with Indian Fort Wayne. It dates back to the International Hockey League going back to the 50s, but it's been great to see this rekindled always such great games and always such spirited crowds when these two teams play each other
1: yeah i mean it's a, a true rivalry you talk about the history uh but the convenience of i69 uh, for the fans to travel back and forth uh be a home fan one night and a road fan uh the next and uh, for me personally that's the same trip uh, i was in fort wayne last night drove down
0: here this morning well we we continue to see this league grow both on and off the ice i know we've got a new franchise coming in next year and moving back west a little bit more in lake tahoe
1: yeah so uh western expansion was a focal point uh for us uh as i like to say the the dots are a lot further apart on the map out there not as much opportunity as suppose, as uh in the midwest and back east but uh with a new building being developed in Tahoe uh struck up a conversation with the building management folks and uh quite honestly before we know it uh we were able to secure ownership and, and get out there. So uh, it's great for the national growth of the league. Again, we wanted to get another team out west there. It helps with some rivalries for the teams in Boise and Salt Lake and then geography and travel as well.
0: Yeah, and, and absolutely because of just the fact that you add another team out to the, to the mountain division and and just expand the footprint of the league a little bit.
1: Yeah, I, again, I think uh, it helps hockey across the board. Uh, they've already got a pretty well-established hockey community there. When we did the press conference, on uh, the name unveil, great to see the local hockey support that was already in the market. Um, but for us, from a professional standpoint, again, it helps our geography, and I think it just helps... Uh, the growth of hockey in general out west and uh, affiliations as well. well.
0: It's just an exciting time to be part of the league. It seems like the buildings are more and more full and and people are embracing this sport throughout the country no no doubt uh
1: continues to to grow and quite frankly blow my mind i've been around a long time and obviously we went through a couple of difficult years uh through covid but the fans turned out last year in 22 23 and i'm thrilled to announce that they're turning out even more so here early on in 23 24 i suppose hard to believe it's already december here but when we look at year over year uh we're already up i would say maybe eight and a half percent over last year's number which is just uh surpassing even where we were Pre-COVID, that's fantastic, no doubt.
0: Talk about some of the things that the league has done for the fans. I know we've got some great partnerships and some specialty jerseys that our teams are wearing, but Uh, tonight's no exception. Absolutely, Uh,
1: you know, peanuts uh, and Charlie Brown's a a new one to the list here, and I think it looks great uh, on the ice, great uh, for the holidays here as well. And uh, yeah, just trying to heighten uh, the on-ice experience. I think we've been able to do that with the hockey product. Uh, We've had more NHL, AHL contracts uh, signed to our league than ever before, so I think you're seeing a uh, more skill, faster game at the ECHL level, but also an opportunity to to have some fun. So at the NHL level, you may not see Charlie Brown on the ice, but you do in the ECHL.
0: (laughs) But I think that highlights something, too. It's obviously about sport, but it's also about entertainment and making sure wherever they are in our 28, soon to be 29 cities, that... The hockey fans are going to come and have a great time in the building no no doubt i try and talk to our teams at
1: our summer meetings each year and uh listen we're in this business for a number of reasons but one is to have fun it's still a business we still got to work hard at it but uh you should come to work every day and have fun because ultimately uh when it's showtime like here tonight your your customers are there to have
0: fun as well and
1: you know you want to be a part of that
0: well we've had a great 10-year run here at the Indiana farmers coliseum but adding a new building next year, moving up to the Fishers Event Center. And how exciting is that for, for you as the league to see new buildings and new places for our fans to enjoy hockey? No, no doubt. I mean, new
1: buildings, exciting on so many levels. Uh, new technology. um and I suppose new party areas and, and, and suite areas a, as well that make the game more social, more enjoyable. And so uh, I try and take something from every building. Certainly here at the Coliseum, you got history, uh, but a new building makes uh, for new memories.
0: That is ECHL Commissioner Ryan Creelan, as we chatted with him a couple of weeks back during an intermission at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum. Also on Teddy Bear Toss Night, as we collected more than six thousand teddy bears for the WRTV toy drive. We had a chance to chat with the president and CEO of the Indy Fuel, Larry McQuarrie. He is obviously the guy who runs the show, but we had a lot to talk about because the day before we had... Introduced the Fishers Freight, our new indoor football team, and so we had a chance to chat a lot about that, as well as a little bit about hockey and our new home that will open in December of twenty twenty four, the Fishers Event Center. So here is our conversation with Larry McQuarrie, the president and CEO of the Indy Fuel. Larry, I know we had a very big announcement yesterday. As the Fuel family is growing, not only are we um, getting ready to open the spectacular new Fishers Event Center, but Adding football to our resume, and the Fisher's Freight announced yesterday yeah. going to going to join us in the Fisher's Event Center coming up in March of 2025. Just describe that announcement and the the uh, the branding behind the Fisher's Freight
2: and and that unveiling that we did yesterday. Well, we worked with an agency to help us with that branding and uh, the history of the railroad and the trains and and in Fisher's. And uh, they were able to help put that all together in regards to the colors, the scheme, the look. If you look, we have a freight train on our logo and it actually has like a little football hidden in it. It's like a Where's Waldo type of deal. Uh, so it's really cool on that aspect. And, yeah, we're very excited about the, about the team. Uh, we've already sold people because you can sign up to get full season tickets now. And um, we've already had over 400 sold. That's so, fantastic. Yeah,
0: and so it shows people are excited because we're still a year and some change away from kicking off. But how much fun has it been for you? And obviously, you know, it's it's a lot of work, but to launch a new team and follow the blueprint that we have here with the Indy Fuel.
2: Yeah, it's a yeah. That was what ten years ago when we launched our team here. Actually, ten and a half, I yeah. guess. So, um, so yeah, we, we kind of followed that, but. Uh, we're doing a little further out than we did the fuel and we're excited for our new building. So we just, we kind of slow dripped it is the term, but, uh, you know, we announced that we were bringing the indie indoor football team. And so we didn't announce the, the uh, name right away and then we kind of did analysis and decided what the name was going to be so we announced that and then we'll have other announcements along the way we you know when we sign our first coach uh you know our first player we'll have cheerleaders um all that will, will come with time and the great thing is like i said we got a year to to figure it out and be the best out there and as i'm staring out here at this hockey rink that's the size of the football field right there it's crazy. Yeah,
0: and because of that, the 50, 50 yards, a lot of scoring, a lot of action, it's almost like football being played in a pinball machine.
2: It is. It's a, it's a rolling clock, except for the last minute of each quarter, uh, so it's very fast. You can actually play off the, off the dasher boards there as long as no one touches you, it's still a live ball. And there's different, they, you have two guys in motion, so they can really just hit, it's just full speed. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and two guys in motion toward the line of scrimmage, like, yeah, like in exactly. Canada too, if so.
2: If time it just right, try to guard them.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. We're, scores of 50, 60, 70 points are not uncommon in <laughs> exactly. indoor football, and, uh, and, and as well, you've got an established league that we're joining, much like the ECHL, mm-hmm. the, the indoor football league's an established league that, has a lot of legacy franchises that this is a really really good organization that the Fisher's Freight are joining.
2: Yeah, exactly, and and that's one thing you know people ask about it because you know there there have been various leagues, especially in football, but if anyone saw, most people know the Kurt Warner story, and and they're going to be in our league, the Iowa Barnstormers and the Arizona Rattlers, and those are, those are the teams that people that have been around for a while and people know. Well, and then as well the Fisher's Event Center.
0: We saw photos posted on our social media a couple of days ago. A lot of really good progress being made. We're on track for an opening in the fuel moving in and, and opening in early December next year, but just describe what that process has been like as we look to transition into a new building.
2: Yeah, the building's actually right on schedule, so November 2024, uh, we're going to open the building with a couple concerts, do some, you know, kind of uh make sure everything's good to go before we have that ice in there start playing hockey. But the weather's been great to help us out and yeah, there's walls going up, everything. We'll be doing tours there here in the next probably two months hopefully.
0: That's fantastic. Yeah. And we see it's gonna be a just a new modern building and what are some amenities and things that our fans are going to be able to enjoy when they enjoy fuel hockey in the Fishers Event Center or
2: Freight football in the Fisher's Event Center in yeah. a year. The the nice thing is, I mean, I like this building we're in here. Is the Coliseum and the size, and so we didn't make it much larger. Um, we're seven thousand. This will sell out tonight at sixty three hundred, and um, so. But it's it's all one level going up, and there's twenty one suites. We've never had before. There's a Lowe's Club with a, uh, so you have different, uh, premium seating options that we don't have now. There's gonna be a VIP Club below. Um, so there's two, a couple different clubs that are, that are VIP status. There's, uh, then there's, of course, everything else open to the public. There's gonna be a lot more standing room, then, cause that's become more of a trend where people just like to kind of hang out, have a few drinks, stand around. So basically a standing room is gonna be like 500 people. So, it's gonna be great. And, uh, the most parking's gonna be is $10, just like people pay now. Um, and they all have the option of being very close, or, you know, do, you can actually park at a restaurant and walk over, and then you won't have to park it and pay for anything. But, um, it's just gonna be a lot more options up there.
0: And you mentioned a lot more options as well restaurants, entertainment in the area. You can make an evening of going to a hockey game or a football game when you go to the Fishers Event Center.
2: Oh, exactly. Yeah, and we're counting on that. And Yeah, and there's already there's two hotels up there. There's more restaurants being built. And, yeah, you, you don't want to miss it. And we think we're going to hit the ground running there and pack the house from the get-go.
0: Well, tonight is one of our special nights of the year, Teddy Bear Toss Night. We're going to have over 6,000 people in the building as we record this they're starting to filter in and uh, we'll see tens of thousands of teddy bears thrown onto the ice but just describe where this is game 13 of 36 home games but the energy the crowds are up the uh, the the fan support here has been just tremendous this year just how this year has gone as we were about a third of the way through
2: yeah, as far as, uh, as you know, hockey-wise, we didn't start out great, but now we seem to kind of hit our stride a little better. Uh, the crowd's have been good. We had two of our best games ever in the month of November. We sold out our home opener. We'll sell out, uh, by the time people are listening, we'll be selling out tonight, right? Um, so um, we have good momentum. And typically, as you know, Andrew, this time of year, teddy bear toss on is when we really start to, to have more sellouts and more packed crowds and 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 the, the players feed off it. So come on out, have a good time, but like I said the, the players love it. Well we are
0: enjoying the present, looking forward to the remainder of this year and our last year in this great building and our, our partnership with the Indiana State Fairgrounds and also looking forward to opening a, a new building in Fishers with the Fishers Event Center and the Indy Fuel and the Fishers Freight and as you mentioned, we're already selling season tickets for we're the uh, 2025. Your season
2: tickets right now, they start as low as only $179 for the season for Fisher Freight. So, And you can get those by going to FishersFreightFootball.com, right? Yep, exactly.
0: So looking forward to that and looking forward to adding football to the Fuel family here in the very, very near yeah, future. Yeah, so do
2: we. Thank you. That's
0: Indy Fuel President and CEO Larry McQuarrie. We also had a chance to chat with a couple of players over the last couple of weeks First, Zach Driscoll. He had been named the ECHL's goaltender of the week after posting two victories, both against Fort Wayne the first weekend of December, allowing three goals in those two contests. Second year goaltender from the University of North Dakota. Here's our conversation with Zach Driscoll. Zach, ECHL goaltender of the week last week after two really solid performances, what does that honor mean to you uh, to, to receive that and, and also for the guys in front of you as well?
3: Yeah, obviously it's a pretty cool individual honor, but like you said, definitely a, definitely a team stat there. We've really kind of uh, clamped it down defensively the last few games, and obviously it reflects that in our little streak that we've got going here. So uh, yeah, at the end of the day, it's a cool cool individual thing, but it doesn't happen without the team in front of you.
0: And you talk about the guys in front of you. It seems like they've been clearing lanes and allowing you to see the puck, and you know, how much has their performance really allowed you you and Weeksey to to have the the success you've had in net here of light? Yeah, definitely. We're giving up uh, much
3: less like high danger scoring chances than we were earlier in the year, which is you know hats off to, to Dunks and you know smokes there. He kind of dialing us in on what we need to be doing. But yeah, like you said, uh, box outs, picking up loose pucks in front, you know, just kind of making it easier on us to do our job. Um, penalty kill has been improving, so that's a big piece of it too. So um, just little steps that we're doing daily, daily in practice that are mm-hmm. translating nice to games.
0: You're two as a pro, and you've been able to stay here all year, and just. Describe how much different things are for you here. It is you've had a full pro season under your belt? Yeah, I love
3: it here in Indy. Um, I think we have a really good group of guys. I know that's pretty cliche to say, but we really do. And um, we're we're working to create a culture here that you know it, winning is winning is really important here. And um, you know it's it's just truly a blast to come to the rink every day with this group. So um,
0: happy to be here for year two, and excited to uh, see what happens. And. You talk about the culture and the guys. That's something that everybody talks about. And what is it about this culture that makes you guys want to be here and want to come to the rink every day? I think it's just guys come here
3: with the attitude of, you know, winning is important, and but at the same time, um, you know, doing things right every day, um, no shortcuts, things like that, and it just uh, guys are smiling, laughing around, and that's mm-hmm. when we're having success on the ice, too, is when we're, you know, coming together off the ice. So, it's, it's been a lot of fun, and um, I think the last two weeks, obviously, winning cures everything, and mm-hmm. uh, hopefully we can keep that rolling. Uh,
0: you and Weeksie have been sharing the net this year. Just describe the relationship. You two, uh, you have with him and, and with Cam as well. Yeah, uh, us three goalies, all three of us have a pretty Good relationship. I think uh,
3: you know we compete pretty hard with each other in practice, and you know encourage each other to you know make that extra save in practice. And I think that really honing in on that mentality, um, you know, over the last month, you know, it, it wasn't that we weren't doing it at the start of the start of the year, but when you continue to work on that, it you know, and you start to implement that, you know, Friday Saturday nights or game nights or whatever it is. Um, you know, those saves start to happen a little bit more frequently. So uh, really good relationship with the three of us, and, um, you know, hopefully that translates to success on game nights.
0: You had a great year, your grad year at North Dakota. How much did that year springboard you into your pro career?
3: Yeah, obviously, super, super uh, fortunate to have played that year at North Dakota. Um, I think it helped me in you know a lot of aspects of my game, um, maturing on the ice, off the ice. Um, you know, it really gave me that exposure to um, you know a lot of uh, a lot of different sized crowds there for sure, playing in the NCHC. Um, you know, a lot of skilled, fast players, a lot of NHL draft picks. So. Um, I, I can't say enough good things about it. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I think uh, playing there for that year really helped me transition to pro. I think,
0: especially too, because you're playing in front of what feels like an NHL atmosphere every night uh, with the support that they get.
3: Uh, yeah, obviously, uh, pretty good fan base there in North Dakota, and um, you know they, you know, with a lot, high expectations come high responsibility too off the ice and or on the ice. Sorry, so um, yeah, it's uh, winning's everything there, and I think that that you know ingrained in my mind moving forward is how important winning is and you know if you if you win everything everything takes care yeah. of itself
0: i know your mask last year uh, really was a nod to the uh, to the history of hockey here what what inspired that
3: yeah i have to give pretty much full credit to uh flinchy on that one. Uh, um, obviously, coming to the town, kind of a scrambling coming into the team. I didn't really know too much about the city, and um, he just kind of said he had an idea. And the guy who helped wrap it, they they were kind of the masterminds behind yeah. that. But obviously, learning a little bit more about it, I think it's a pretty cool tribute to the city for sure.
0: What what's been your favorite thing about being here?
3: Oh, that's tough. I mean, there's there's so many things that you know make coming to the ring so fun every day. But um, you know, like we talked about earlier, I just think the guys in the group that we have. Um, you know, just make it a good time. coming to the rink, and it doesn't make hockey feel like a job. So it's been it's been great.
0: Sunday shootout, a, a big win for the guys. But what is a shootout like for a goaltender, where you know you're going to have to face two or three penalty shots, and and the game could rest on on your play?
3: Yeah, I mean that's uh, you know it's nerve wracking for sure. Um, that was actually my first pro shootout. Um, had a few in college, but. Uh, I think I definitely lost more than I won. But that was, obviously as a goalie, when you see all three of your shooters score, that definitely uh, relieves a little bit of pressure on me. So that was awesome those guys to go and do it. Um, you know, all three of those guys <laughs> do that plenty on me in practice, so I, I know the feeling there. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, when I was little, that's one of the reasons why you pick goalie, where you can, you know, win or lose games. But, uh, you know, I got a little help from the post and a lot of help from my shooters up front, so that was awesome to be able to get that win.
0: That is Fuel goaltender Zach Driscoll. Our final guest is Sam Ruffin. Sam is the second Central Indiana native to play for the Fuel, joining Brad Denny, but the first to really be a mainstay on the roster. Native of Westfield, grew up in Central Indiana, played his high school hockey at Culver, and then collegiately at Adrian College where he won a national championship and played alongside a number of familiar faces. Andrew Belant, Matush Spodniak, and Cam Gray were also Bulldogs during his time in Adrian, where he played for Adam Krug and other familiar faces, Adam Phillips, and now Matthew Thompson, an assistant coach up there in Adrian where they're one of the powerhouse programs in division three and have churned a number of players out into the pros including a number of members of the indy fuel so here's our conversation with fuel forward sam ruffin sam uh, last time you played these guys you had an assist uh, just describe how your season has gone so far as you've acclimated into your rookie year of pro hockey
4: yeah um like you said i i came from college um off an injury so it's it's been a little bit of a learning process but i think i'm finally uh, starting to get the hang of it and um, the guys and staff have been great um, to me so uh, i thank them for that and um, yeah hopefully just start feeling more comfortable each day and, and keep rolling here
0: Say so when you're coming off an injury it's kind of a double whammy in that you've got to get your skating legs back while you're also uh, you know learning a new level of hockey what's that like for you
4: um, yeah, it's been definitely a learning process for me. Um, had to um, work hard on on my knee this off season and um, this preseason to get it ready to go for the for the season. But yeah, it's getting better each day, and and looking forward to um seeing
0: what's ahead. Earning a lot of power play time as well. How much does that mean to you? And just kind of describe. The looks that your unit is getting right now because you, you've been very successful in the power play.
4: Yeah, I mean, I think we just kind of keep things simple, um, funnel pucks to the net, and, and get those rebound goals is kind of how we've been successful. Um, winning winning battles, off off shots, and, and retrieving those pucks has been huge for us, too, uh, in our power play success.
0: And not a lot of guys get to say they get to start their pro hockey career in their hometown. Uh, how special is that for you?
4: Yeah, it's been a blessing. Um, everyone here has been, been super generous to me, and, and it's great to be back home and, and I love playing in front of these great fans. So um, yeah, keep looking forward to more things.
0: Wasn't so long. You were one of them, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, growing up in Westfield, how did you begin playing the sport and what what drew you into it? Um, hockey wasn't too too big uh, when I when
4: I first started playing here. Um, so we were just I was playing on the local youth team, and mm-hmm. and from there I went to Culver Military Academy um, for two years, then up to Alaska for junior and my freshman year, then to Adrian for my final years of school. But yeah, it's like I said, it's been been awesome being back, and I've, I've loved it.
0: As you know, you kind of go through that journey. I know you. You had a year before you went up to Culver, played U sixteen with the junior ice, played yep. with Logan Brown. Yeah. Uh, what was that team like, uh, especially playing with 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 some talent that helped prepare you for your high school career and then later your junior and college career?
4: Yeah, it was it was good to see um, kind of how those guys with that kind of talent prepared and and what they did to be successful. So it was a good learning experience to to see how how they handle everything and see what I could kind of incorporate into my
0: game and, and everything like that. Yeah, four years at, at Adrian... Won a national championship a couple of years ago. What was that like? How special was that to, to, for you?
4: Uh, yeah, words words can't really describe um, that feeling and and what that team went through. Um, great group of guys. Everyone was had everyone's back. Um, good brotherhood, and and I think that's what you need to to be successful and have a team like that.
0: When you win a championship, you kind of have that bond created for life, don't you? Yeah,
4: exactly, exactly. I, I'm always in touch with those guys, um, check in and see how they're doing, and so it's not too hard
0: hard to stay in touch with some of them. They're in the room yeah, <laughs> over here. Yeah. Yeah, and I know I uh, had a friend uh, from the D3, D3 ranks look at the roster. You guys might as well rename yourselves the Bulldogs. you got so <laughs> many Adrian guys. Uh, what's it been like for you to have Matush and Cam and, and Belly in the room?
4: Yeah, it's it's good to have that familiar face. Um, coming here, right, you don't know too many people, but having those guys here and kind of talking to them bouncing things off of them, what it's like, what what you got to do to be successful uh, at the pro level. So, yeah, it's great to have a few guys here. So,
0: Were you and Matush line mates at Adrian?
4: Uh, we never played together. Really? Uh, yeah, we were we were on the power play together for a few um, few games, but no, never played together. Yeah,
0: so, you, so you get to skate with him now. That's what you yeah. got to be kind of yeah, nice. Yeah, which is fine. Uh, yeah. He's a
4: great player, and, and um, I'm excited to play
0: with him. And it's going to describe you've got. Um you know, playing for a guy like Matt Thompson and playing for for Adam Krug, how they helped prepare you to be a pro.
4: Uh, yeah, um, Adrian has ran like a top college uh, college team, so the coaching staff there is is great. Um, great at teaching the game, getting you ready for pro. Um, I think that's Kruger's biggest uh, thing is making sure the guys are ready for that when when the time comes.
0: You're you're the first player from Indiana, or from central Indiana, to kind of be a full-time member of this team. Uh, I know it's been kind of Jim Hallett's dream to see somebody from yeah. the Junior Fuel come up and, and play, wear an Indy Fuel sweater. How special is that for you, to be really that... That first one that's been able to to do that.
4: Yeah, like I said, um, it means a lot, and and I'm very grateful um, for them to have me here, and for all those kids out there uh, in the Indy area that that want to achieve this this level. Uh, just keep working hard and, and keep chasing those dreams.
0: That is Westfield native Sam Ruffin talking about his experience playing for his hometown team, the Indy Fuel, during a recent game. Well, that'll do it for this edition of the Under the Hood podcast. Certainly want to thank Ryan Creelan, Larry McQuarrie, Zach Driscoll, and Sam Ruffin for joining us and sharing their time with us. And thank you for listening. Again, Teacher Appreciation Night, Wednesday, December 27th against the Wheeling Nailers. Friday night is our All-You-Can-Eat Night as the fuel take on the Jacksonville Icemen. It's also Hockey Talks night and then Saturday against the Fort Wayne Comets, Minecraft night, another specialty sweater night for the fuel. Get your tickets for all three games at indiefuelhockey.com, ticketmaster.com or the Indiana Farmers Coliseum box office. We're looking forward to some exciting hockey and seeing you there for it. Until next time. This is Andrew Smith, the voice of the Indy Fuel saying thanks for listening. We'll see you at the rink. Thanks for going under the hood with the Indy Fuel. For more, keep visiting indiefuelhockey.com.